All right, so welcome to Arbor Point Church at West Jackson. Uh, we've been exploring this idea of the already and the not yet of Advent, Advent through this whole season. Though tonight, tonight is, we're in the already. We're, we're ready, right? We're almost there. No, we're not ready. Chuck, are you ready? You know, uh, oh, for those of you who don't come here all the time, you gotta, I, I am likely to come up and say hello and ask you questions in the middle of a message. It's kind of who I am. So, so you might as well, it's, it's better for you if you interact with me from where you are, or I'll come interact with you, okay? <laughs> Just saying, I know some, some folks, you know, you don't get to talk in church. We, we get to talk in church. We get to dance in church, right, Faith? That's right. Elena, we get to dance. So, so we're all for it. Um, so we've been exploring this idea of the already and not yet. The already is what we're about tonight. The already of Emmanuel, that God has already come, that he came in the person of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And how, how amazing is that, that he sent his son to be with us. And Jesus, our Savior, has arrived. He's here on the, that first Christmas Eve so many centuries ago now. The people were actually experiencing a prophetic moment. It was a moment that there was a, we've talked a lot about the Old Testament prophecies over the course of this series, but this one is, is really powerful. It's from the prophet Isaiah, and it's out of Isaiah chapter 9. I'm going to read from verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. Joy. As people exult when dividing plunder, for the yoke of their burden, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their impressor, oppressor you have broken, as in Midian. Uh, for all the boots of the tramping warriors, all the garments roiled in, rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. And then it gets to this beautiful, beautiful prophecy. For a child has been born for us, a son given us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and his name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority will grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Now, I mentioned this morning that the passage from, from Micah was, was, you know, seven, eight hundred years. This one, too, Isaiah wrote. Oh, it's, seven, it's centuries before Christ came and, and describing Jesus and describing the birth of, of our Savior. It's a short poem, but it's a poem filled with hope. This is a people that were in captivity. It's a people that had been exiled, that had been dominated. They had been taken away from their land, and, and, and they're given this, this hope about what might come, that there's going to be a ruler coming from the line of David, from the line of King David, that one of their big ones, right, one of their favorites, King David. And, and, and by the way, Jesus descends from the line of David, which is cool, you know. And Isaiah wrote about that back 700 years before it happened. Uh, this is going to be a deliverer for the people. And, and in this season of already, Christ is our deliverer. He's our savior. He's the redeemer for all of us, no matter what's going on in our lives. And he will one day, this is the not yet part, he will one day usher in this season of endless peace. How cool is that going to be? Any of y'all have this inner battle that goes on between your spirit and, and the things you want to do and your flesh and the things that you do do? And those things kind of go, hey, 
I want you to do this. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that because that's not what God wants. But hey, but it wouldn't be fun to do that. And you go, well, yeah, it'd be fun to do that. But God wants me to do this. But hey, but if I did that, what? yeah, but God, just me. <laughs> in that, but, but that's what happens sometimes in our thought life and, 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 and what's going on. You know, and one day, that's going to be gone. That's going to be gone. You know, and, and we're just going to be the this, this spiritual person that, that, we, were, that are, we were created initially in the beginning to be that's connected with God. See, the Israelites heard from Isaiah about a new day. They had experienced war. They had experienced oppression. They had experienced division and captivity. They'd been captured and hauled away. And, and then they're getting this word of, hey, there's going to be a new day. And you know what's really cool about that is that we're living in the new day, and we as believers get to carry this message of, of Jesus everywhere that we go, even to the mall. And, and, and it's not even a heavy-handed kind of thing. What does Christmas mean to you? And, and stories come out of that. It's amazing. We get to carry the message of the birth of this baby who literally, literally changed the world. Changed the world. Now, the need for the not yet, that part of Jesus coming back, the not yet part, you don't have to look around very long to see that we still have wars. There was a, a tsunami even, I think, yesterday or today. There's just all of these things going on in our world. So many people who are experiencing hunger, oppression, poverty, so many of the negative things in life. So even though we're waiting on Jesus' Jesus's return and for Jesus to come back, we are not to sit on our hands. We are to be active. We are to be active in our community, active in our world, because there's work to do to carry this message of hope, because we have such a hope in Jesus Christ. We have such a hope in Christ. So the church and people in the church and believers have built hospitals and orphanages and, and, and places of care for for. Lots and lots of people, many in the church, stand against uh, injustice and against oppression and against corruption. And it's this work that we're called to if we're going to be followers of Jesus. It's this work that Arbor Point Church at West Jackson is, is all about. Because we're a group of imperfect people following the one who is perfect, who happens to be Jesus, in case you ever wonder who the one who is perfect is. It's not us. We're the imperfect, and he's the perfect. Can you say that with me? We're the imperfect, and he's the perfect. Because that's important, because when we get that wrong, we are really, really messed up. You know, when we say, I'm perfect, and he, oh, wait, no, that's backwards. He, he's the perfect one, and, and we're following him wherever he says to go. And, and, and so that's what we want to be about here at this church. See, it's the work of being difference makers that drives us. Difference makers, you know what they do? Not, they make a difference. Bam, there it is. Uh, but difference makers do. That's what they do. They make a difference. And Jesus changed everything, and he lives within us. So he changed everything 2,000 years ago. And by the way, he will do it today for you and for me. He did it for me today, this afternoon. And he does that a lot in my life. I'll start to go, go in, a, in a bad way, and he'll go, dude, I got you. You know, he uses lots of people to do that. And it's cool what he does. In, in our lives, see, because the Holy Spirit is the greatest arrival outside of Jesus. It's an amazing thing that God has done with us. So we have a lot to celebrate on this Christmas Eve. We have, we have so much going on. Often, some of y'all are going to, anybody, what special foods do y'all eat at Christmas that you don't eat any other time? Chocolate. That's a every, what, what do you mean, don't eat any other time? That's all right, chocolate, so, so, you know. 
Gingerbread cookies. You made gingerbread cookies, in fact. If you weren't here this morning, you messed up. Oh, fruitcake. Does anybody eat fruitcake? Oh, my goodness, people actually do. I did not know. I thought they were doorstops. I'm sorry. Fruitcake. What else? What, what other foods do we, do we eat in this season? Eggnog. Turkey and ham. You know, there's all of these things that, that, we, that we bring out during this season, some of which we don't during the rest of the year. Isn't that weird? Like eggnog. I actually like eggnog. Why, not, why can't I have eggnog in June? You know? <laughs> you had eggnog today? That's, well, not today, huh? Yeah. Egg, it's good, huh? See? You're training her up for your child in the way that she should go. That's good. <laughs> but there are foods, and uh, you know everything? Well, you need to hang out with me more because I need to learn more. <laughs> so there are a lot of things that we do during this season that are, that are really cool that we often don't do at other times during the year. And, and even in worship, we celebrate tonight in a little bit of a different, different style and a different way and and. Afterwards, we're going to go home and we're going to celebrate this miracle night from God. Some of us are going to open our gifts or may have already opened your gifts on Christmas Eve. Some folks do. Uh, some folks will open for us. And when I was growing up, it was we would open one present on Christmas Eve and then we'd have to wait until Christmas to get the rest. Some are like, there ain't no way nobody's opening no presents until Christmas Day. You know, and we have these different traditions. And, of course, mine is right and yours is wrong. But outside of that, it's a... <laughs> None of them are right or wrong. It's just that we have different traditions and different things that we do to celebrate uh, on Christmas Day. And tradition guides us along that way. It's an extraordinary event, and we, we want to celebrate that. And, but in order to celebrate that well, we must remember the story. We, we have to remember the story. I, and Corey Rumbaugh sent me this video, and so uh, I wanted to share it with you. It's, it's uh, kids reading the Christmas story <laughs> and, and, and adults acting it out. So here we go. This is from Luke. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, like, I can't say a good name. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. Uh, <laughs> a camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms, literally no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angel said, 
A new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angel was singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out at night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. Well, we should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one. They have at home. Some diapers, yeah. some wine, <laughs> some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, ring, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. <laughs> Okay, so that might be a little different from what you've, you've heard in, in, in Scripture, but, but the message is the same, that, that the baby came here to change the world. Um, both of the Scriptures today, though, all, all the fun aside, speak to an amazing arrival. A baby is born, a baby who makes all the difference in the world for us. It's extraordinary. We're given the foundation for a message of hope with the arrival of Jesus. When he came, so it came to us. I get Isaiah talks to us about the promise of, the, of freedom from bondage, freedom from oppression, freedom from the things in this life that can bind us and, and, and get us caught up. And, and we're to be set free from that because of God's will and this child that he sent. You know, uh, it's easy to think that with a world that we live in that's filled with confusion and filled with all of the different turns of events that go on. And it's like, okay, where's God? Where is God in the midst of this, right? Um, when is he going to intervene on all of this? But I would imagine that the Israelites back then, when they were taken off into captivity, when they were taken from their land to Babylon, and, 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 they, and they were out, you know, they, they were the chosen people, and yet here they were, they were lost and, 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 and sent away, that they thought the same thing. Where is God in the midst of this? But here's the thing. We must always remember that God remains sovereign, that God's plan is still in place. And yeah, we got free will, and we get to muck it up and, and do different things in there to, that, that might you know, cause God to be a little creative in our lives in order to keep us on track. But God's, God is working things out in the way that will fulfill the plan that he has. He is still our God. He is still in charge of history. And no one can stop God from being, bringing redemption to the world. No one. They couldn't stop Jesus, and they won't stop his return. No one will stop God's plan. In Galatians 4, 
Paul wrote this. He said, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. See, we as believers, when you say yes to Jesus, you become part of this covenant people, this people of God. And that yes brings you into uh, the family. We become sisters and brothers of Jesus Christ, sisters and brothers of God. We open our arms to the one who's already arrived. We open our arms to him, and, and, he, and, and he picks us up. You know, I mentioned this the other day. You know, you'll see folks raise their hands in worship a lot of times. And I had a worship leader who kind of, because I, I was raised Roman Catholic. We don't raise our hands in, in, where, where the church I come from. You don't do that. That's what crazy people do, you know. And, and I did, and, but this worship leader, he said, you know, what do you do if faith came up to you, John or, or Lennon did this? What, what do you got to do? You got to pick them up. Your child, your grandchild. We're in the family. We are God's kids. When we do this, what do you think God's going to do? Uh, pfft, go away. You bother me. No. No, he's going to pick you up. So I, I, worship how you worship, but just know that changed my mind around some things, that, that this is okay. Lord, I, sometimes I need God to pick me up. Sometimes I need him to do that because, you know, it, life is not always easy. And when I open my arms to God, he picks me up. He lifts me up. And I get amazing blessings. And, it, and we're free to respond yes to this offer that God gives us. It's a free gift. He says, here, here is salvation. Here is eternity. Yes, it's going to impact your life, but it's an offer for you. But don't let me mislead you either, because it's a free gift. But it also, if you encounter the living God, you know what's going to happen? You're going to want to live differently. You know, God changes us. He's a difference maker. And, and, and it means that it's not always going to be an easy path. If, if the, anybody who's been living as a Christian for any length of time is going to tell you there's some ups and downs involved, we don't get escape from life. You know, we still have to face different things in life. But the beauty is that we don't face them alone. We face them with the strength and power of God living in us and working through us. And it's a powerful thing. And I want this to say this, too, is that Jesus is disruptive. Jesus is disruptive to the status quo. Jesus has always been disruptive. Think about Mary. You know, that's a funny thing, but, but Mary was a virgin. And the Holy Spirit came to her and said, hey, you're going to have a kid. You think that disrupted her life? Engaged to be married, you know? And, and okay, now be Joseph. Um, no, I did not do anything, but yes, I'm going to have a child. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? You think it disrupted Joseph's life? Yeah, do you think that the angels, when they came to the shepherds, and the shepherds were bebopping along in the field just taking care of the sheep, and now there's, oh, you know, the angels come, and, 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 and they start talking. you think that disrupted the angels' lives? Yes. Wise men came from far, far away. Do you think it just, yes. If you say yes to Jesus, I just want to be absolutely clear, it will disrupt your life in a good way. But it's going to disrupt your life. You will not be the same. You're going to be changed, and it's going to be good. So, so just know that, that we're celebrating this, uh, this arrival, and it's the arrival that changes everything. And I hope tonight that we each celebrate well, that, that this is a time of joy and a time of celebration because Jesus has come. Jesus has come. Beauty is that Jesus is also still, he's going to come back, and that's awesome too, that not yet part. And it's our responsibility to be preparing the way
for others. We need to be helping them to get ready because that's what this whole season is about. This season of Advent is, is not just about the, the, the already. It's about the not yet. It's us together that have a message to tell to others. And it's a time of open arms. It's a time as a mother or a father who extends her arm to the new, newborn child. It's a time that you're going to see people raising their hands to worship God. It's a time when, when we're going to reach out to others and we're going to see lives impacted. It's an amazing, amazing time. And as the church, because at Arbor Point Church at West Jackson, we've had some ups and downs. Uh, I thought that might come out, uh, you know. Um, we've had a few ups and downs around here, you know. And it's time for us to, to start to look forward to the beauty of what God has planned for us here at Arbor Point. Because this is a special place. I, I know some of y'all are just visiting with us and the guests with us. But this is a special place. I just got to tell you, this is a cool place. God is active in the lives of the people at Arbor Point Church. But here's the other thing. We must share the story. If we don't share the story, it's not going to get told, and we got to share the story. So what is it here at Arbor Point? What, if, we, if we ask ourselves, what is your church going to do to make a place for Christ to be known in your community? What is Arbor Point Church's response to that? And I want to address that a little bit tonight, because in 2019, here are some of the things and some of the places that we're going. You saw them kind of in the video, but I want to be real clear on, on on what we're talking about. Celebrate Recovery is, is launching on January 10th. Celebrate Recovery. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Celebrate Recovery is not just about addiction. It's about hurts, habits, and hangups. And you see up here just a few. The need to control, fear, procrastination, just overeating, relationships, anxiety. This is a place where anything that's getting between you and God, it's a, it's a, it's a support process that's going to allow you to grow to become move past some of the some of the bars in in your life and and in our life because I, i'm part of that too we're going to meet on thursday nights at 6 p.m we're going to have a time of fellowship a time of worship then we're going to have a teaching or a testimony alternating weeks and then we're going to have small group time so that we can live life together because doing life together is really important we're also going to start jericho village yeah, when kit and i first were appointed here we were looking at a full coffee house church we're not going to do that, but we are going to create a cafe in, in here. And, and Jericho Village has always been about this. It's always been about breaking walls down and building people up. And that's so when we got sent to Arbor Point Church, which is a group of imperfect people uh, seeking the one who is perfect, this fits perfectly because, you know, imperfect people ha have, have a tendency to have walls, and we need to break those things down because we think we're different and we need to connect to one another. So we want to create a place for the sacred and the secular to come together because you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to come. And by the way, you don't have to be a Christian to come to church, but you don't have to be a Christian to come to celebrate recovery for sure. A and so we want to create space to have conversations where we can talk about the spiritual and the, and, and, and the secular in the same place, in a, in a place that, that is all about breaking those walls that divide us down so that we can build one another up. We have a special needs ministry here that we just started. It's called The Mighty. And um, we did a painting party. I who was here for the painting party? Was that fun or what? You know? It was, yeah, Albert had a good time. Of course, Albert has a good time pretty much any time he's here at the church. <laughs> you know, but, but the mighty, we're, we're going to continue to do our monthly events. And then we're, what we're shooting for is that in the fall of next year that we add a family component that we're able to support family members. Because I think the number was 85% of special needs families are unchurched because churches are not accepting of, of that population. Because 
I'll just be, you know, be, be straight, is, is that sometimes they say stuff that they're not supposed to say, quote, unquote, right? They do things they're not, quote, unquote, supposed to do in church. And, and, and it's okay here. That's the beauty of Arbor Point. You can be who you are in this place, and, and we want to build people up, and we want to provide that support. Grow to Be You Day School uh, has been going. It's a Mother's Morning Out program, and <laughs> that's a cute picture. Um, and, and we're looking, not this year, we want to stabilize this year, but, but within two years to expand to five days a week. And, and we're really seeing, um, it's an amazing thing. Here, here's the way it usually works with, with Grow to Be. It's hard to get people here because when you look at a, d- at a preschool here on this site, you're like, okay, where's the playground? Where's, you know? And, but once they get in and, and, they, and they see what we're doing and they connect with the teachers, then it, then it changes the whole dynamic and they want to stay. And it's just a very, very cool thing. So we want to continue to grow that. Uh, one Race Movement, we're a partner with One Race, and, and I'm one of the pastors, uh, that leaders for Jackson County. And, and what One Race is about is stepping across the lines of race that divide us and denomination that divide us and, and being willing to interact and to live life together. And we're going to continue to build that going forward. Uh, we already support some ministries. I serve ministries. Um, folks are in a lot of folks are involved with ISERV on the, on the food bank, um, on the, the bags of love. We want to continue that. Um, there's some others that we're involved with, Piedmont Rape Crisis. By the way, one of the things that Susan Schinnerman needs, if, if you're ever able to do it, is gas cards and like Walmart cards. Just 15 bucks, $20 cards. Because some of the people that she interacts with, with Rape Crisis, are in a situation where they c- either can't go home, don't have a place to go home, or need something some kind of help. So just know that's something that she has said that gas cards in particular are always useful. West Jackson Elementary School, I'm with Good News Club. We're with Issa Martinez uh, doing things with them. 412 Youth is our youth group for the 6th through 12th graders. We're going to participate in the 30-hour famine, which is through World Vision, and that, that is, is a fundraiser for World Vision to get to help with pov- the fight against w- poverty. But it's also for us, uh, for our youth, a way for them to, to really get a hold of what's going on in the world. We're, gonna, we're looking to go back to Puerto Rico in the summer on a mission trip. Um, they've had a hurricane <laughs> since, we were <laughs> since we were through there. We want to continue to grow. The journey is our small groups ministry. You're starting to see there's a lot going on here within the context of Arbor Point Church. God is moving. You heard Corey talk about the 456 Club, 456 Club for 4th, 5th, and 6th graders. There's so many things, and we already do Jingle Jam, and, and we do uh, Superhero Weekend, and, and the Hushton Fall Festival, and things that we are constantly involved win, with, and we're going to, 2019 is going to be filled with, with God movement, God movement, and it's just cool. There's so many things that are right here for us. Um, we're going to start the, the year with a series called One, and I'm going to talk about what that means, uh, uh, what, it, what does one mean in the context of God's kingdom? Because we are called to be one. Because unity is often thought of, of as agreement. And I don't know if you've ever been, at, been in church much. But, um, have you ever been in a church where everybody agreed? <laughs> Me neither. You know, but we can certainly be united, right? But, but, but agreement is not the goal. So, so there's a lot going on. And that's what we're going to do in the coming year. And all of this is happening because of the arrival of a baby 2,000 plus years ago. Because of Jesus, because he came, it cha- he changed the world. One baby changed the world. He changed the world for 11 disciples who then went out and changed the world for, for more. And those, those who they changed the world for 
God used others to change the world for still more. And, and, and then you know what he did with those that, that changed the world? He used them to change the world for who? More. And then at some point along this multi-thousand, two-thousand-year process, God used somebody or is in the process of using somebody to change your world. But do you see that it doesn't stop there? Because God wants to use you to change the world of someone else. Grab hold of that. You and me. God will use you in powerful, powerful ways. What are you going to do with this gift that, that, that we get to celebrate tonight? What, what is it that, that, that we're going to see in the midst of, of 2019? I, I hope that, that you're just looking forward to it because it's going to be powerful, powerful. Halal Yah means sing praise to Yah. You've heard of Yahweh? Yah is, a, is, is an Israel word for, that means God. So when we say hallelujah, halal Yah, we are singing praise to our God. And Cloverton took a song called uh, Hallelujah and, and and made it into this amazing Christmas song. So I wanted to close my message with this song. And the words will be up there if you'd like to sing along. I've heard about this baby boy who's come to earth to bring us joy. And I just want to sing this song to you. It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift. Fill every breath, I'm singing hallelujah. 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 Couple came to Bethlehem, expecting child that searched the end to find a place for you were coming soon. There was no room for them to stay, so in a manger filled with hay, God's only son was born. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah. Shepherds left their flocks by night to see this baby wrapped in light. A host of angels led them all to you. It was just as the angel said, you'll find him in a manger bed. Emmanuel and Savior, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Star shone bright up in the east to Bethlehem the wise men free came many miles and journeyed far for you and to the place at which you were the frankincense and golden myrrh they gave to you and cried out hallelujah hallelujah Sins would drive the nails in you. That rugged cross is my cross too. Still, every breath it drew was hallelujah. 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 Give praise tonight to the one who came. Amen. <laughs> 